0: we often have gut feelings when something just isn't right. This can be especially true in co-parenting arrangements where one parent is struggling with addiction. If you're co-parenting with an ex-spouse who abuses alcohol, Soberlink can help. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking during parenting time. The system's real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection ensure the integrity of each test, so you can be confident your kids are with a sober parent. With SoberLink, judges can rest assured that your child is safe, attorneys get court admissible evidence of sobriety, and your kids are able to maintain healthy relationships with both parents. To sign up, we have a special offer for Her empowered Divorce listeners to get $50 off your device. Visit www.soberlink.com empowered. Hi, beautiful. I'm so glad you're here today. My guest is Leslie Urbis. I have wanted Leslie on this show for quite some time, and we've had some fun with scheduling, but she's here today. She's a registered dietitian and personal trainer who specializes in health concierge services. She has been a dietitian for 14 years and truly embodies her work. We're going to talk today about health the secret energy of food, how your health, hormones, depression, anxiety, worry, and fear can be cured or decreased from the right food and energy work. Research shows that there are so many uh, implications of poor health that happen during divorce, whether it's anxiety and depression, weight gain, metabolic uh, issues, Blood pressure, uh, cardiovascular disease, and more. So, Leslie teaches the secret energy of food, which uses four pillars nutrition, the secret energy of food and detox your kitchen, neuroscience, and energy mastery. It sounds complicated, but she's going to explain it. She currently resides in Rota, Spain, with her family. Uh, Her husband's in the military, so we were just talking about that. She absolutely loves helping others achieve optimal health and have more vitality, and that is absolutely so critical to divorcing and divorced women, even separated women, because many times the toll has come to you during a failing marriage. Hi, Leslie. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It is great to have you here.
1: Agreed. Thank you for having me.
0: As, as we talked a little bit before we started taping, there is such an implication about poor health on women in the divorce process before, during, and after. Um, there's so many uh, things that can happen that affect us, and self-care tends to be such an overused word, but yet so absolutely important because when women get into the divorce process, overwhelm is kind of the absolute total experience. I know the first um, thoughts I had when my husband said he wanted a divorce is, how am I going to handle everything? Kids, work, shuttling, errands, you you name it. So, my energy got so depleted. So, how do I increase my energy? And when might I not feel up to it?
1: Great question. I feel like, as a military spouse, I can relate to everything you just said because there are times when you are like, okay, it's just me doing all those things. <laughs> so, so funny That's when you said that. Like, That's yeah, true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so like, I totally get that. But Total side note there too, to make it a little lighter. But, you know, the first thing that really stood out to my mind is, you know, how how do I change it? How do I shift it right away? The first thing that I typically always do is I go back to a grounding breathing exercise I was given of something called 6-3 breathing, where you breathe in for the count of six through your nose, you hold that breath in, you breathe out through your nose for the count of six, and you hold that breath out and you do that until you can feel more at a calm level. I don't want to say perfectly calm because I, I am a woman that I get what it feels like to have too many balls in the air and to feel like you just dropped all of them on the floor. You know, uh, you know, you feel like one mistake led to all these other things. So I start there. Uh when I get into that situation, but I tried to precursor all of that with better decisions based on food and better decisions based on my timing. So as you kind of said when to know, it's more of a when to know when to say no, right? So most tough, yeah. Right, right. So so most women that are in a divorce phase or are doing things alone They have to schedule, right? You have a schedule and the schedule is, you know, so detailed. Joe has to go this way. Tim has to go this way. Jill has to go this way, you know, et cetera. And you have to do these things and this has to be done in the house, right? So we have this laundry list of to-do things and we put those all together. But when we get more overwhelmed is when we know we should have said no, but we didn't. So one of the things I tell people is to to really clean up in the very beginning is to accept that in your position, no needs to be a much more used word in your vocabulary. Kind of like when you were raising a toddler, no, 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 right? Okay. Now I want you to use that word no, but more efficiently to other things like, no, I cannot help you with that right now, but I can at this time. Being clear and definitive, I find, is one of the best things that is really helpful. Now, uh, it also comes down to food, which most people are like, okay, she's going to tell me, eat more fruits and vegetables, get more whole grains, etc." I'm actually not going to say that. I'm going to say, do you ever go to the pantry and you're like, I'm hungry for something, and you have something, but you look at everything and nothing sounds right? Do you eat something anyway? Do you typically eat something anyway or do you walk away?
0: Um, if I'm super hungry, I'll eat something anyway.
1: So at if those I'm not moments that
0: hungry, I'll walk away.
1: Totally get it. So at those moments, I encourage everybody to walk away and just drink water.
0: Oh, okay. Just
1: walk away, drink some water. Fill the water will help water. you. Yep. The water will help you. It will replenish you. It will probably also give you more clarity. We are conditioned from a small age to get rid of the cue of hydration. So our body alerts us it's more hungry more times than it's thirsty because most of the women that are listening to this, you know, we were raised back in the you know days where water wasn't allowed. You had to ask to go to the water fountain. You were typically told no when you just wanted water. You had to actually have to go to the bathroom, right? So mm-hmm. water was very limited in our, you know, six, seven, eight-hour day at school. So when we were right. thirsty, we turned off the queue, And our cue became hunger. Because if we eat, we typically drink whether that's before, during, or after the meal. So at those moments, I really encourage you to drink water. Water will actually help you to have more energy. Our life source is water. It's not food, right? We all know we can go longer without food than water. So if you're continually hydrating yourself and really bringing yourself back to water, that's helpful. However, I want to throw in the caveat that the water needs to be very clean water. So depending on the location that you live at, that may mean, you know, having a filter or getting bottled water or paying for
0: a filtration what system. What does it mean if it's not clean or not filtered? So if it's
1: if it's not, it could just have more like, you know, fluoride and harsh chemicals, or not chemicals really, but minerals in it. You know, here in Rhoda, the... Um, when my kids went to the dentist, they, you know, check the kids' teeth. They're two and four, so they don't do much, right? So they check their teeth, and I said, are you going to do the fluoride treatment? Oh, we don't do that in this in this area. Why? Because there's so much fluoride in the water, kids just don't need it. And I was like, that's very interesting, right? So how much fluoride is in the water that you don't have to fluoride treat the kids' teeth every six months? Because right. in every area I've been in, they've always treated them, Right. So that's something that just comes to my mind is that depending on your area, you could have more fluoride, you could have more different minerals. Uh, You know, there's actually a, a research study that comes out every year with who has the cleanest water, who has the best tasting water. And so that is kind of your clue. So the cleaner it is, the more fresh it is, the better it will do in you instead of your body then trying to get the hydration from the water, but also warding off something else that's in it that it doesn't want too much of, right?
0: so so saying i drink liquid like coffee or soda does not count as water
1: correct even though it's
0: made with water right correct
1: correct i do give the standpoint of coffee or tea i typically we typically don't see a dehydrating effect until after 16 ounces so technically for okay. those 16 ounces, you could be hydrating your body. But yes, good, 100% plain water. You can add something to it if you absolutely need to, but I try to get people to stick more to, you know, fresh lemon, fresh lime, fresh infused gotcha. fruit kind of thing, and less of like Mio's crystallites. Because then you could have a energy depleting source because you've introduced a, uh, a sweetener to your body. And whereas we used to say sweeteners increase your hunger, I know that's still out there, but most sweeteners get into your belly and then get into your intestines and we don't digest them. So now you're going to give yourself some digestional upset. And when that occurs, our level of willingness to want to do something goes down because we're bloated, we're distended, maybe we feel everything moving in our intestines or we feel like, ugh, right? So I don't encourage those as much because you can get a poor side effect to just drinking water
0: are you in the middle of or struggling with life after divorce do you ever find yourself feeling angry overwhelmed lonely or sad it's completely normal to experience a range of emotion but here's the good news you are not alone and help is available Hi, I'm Beverly Price, host of the Her Empower Divorce podcast. As a certified divorce and empowerment coach with over 25 years of experience, I help women navigate divorce, feel supported, and build more fulfilling life afterwards. Every week, I feature industry leading guests who share their expertise and provide practical tips. I offer valuable insights and empowering strategies that will help you regain your confidence and create the life you deserve, just like I did in my divorce. I also address the roller coaster of emotions that often accompany this journey. So join me every Monday as we release a new episode of the Her Empowered Divorce podcast. Tune in for the help you need to make informed decisions, find the right support and embrace the possibilities that lie ahead. Subscribe today and never miss an episode. When I divorced, I became a diet Coke addict and drinking way too many in a day, thinking I need this caffeine for energy and I don't want to gain weight. I know you said, made the comment about sweetener, I actually did gain weight, but I was drinking you know, six or seven a day, um, what, what are your, and and I quit, I guess four or five years ago and haven't had a diet Coke since then, but I have, um, and I've switched to sugar instead of diet sweetener, but kind of, uh, moderate it. What are your thoughts on sugar and sweetener and those kinds of things?
1: Neither are going to give you energy. Oh, okay. People think, excuse me, a kid on a lot of sugar has a lot of energy. Because when the kid is introduced to a lot of sugar, they're in a special situation. I'm at a birthday party with 17 other children. We just had ice cream. We're going to run around because I'm with 17 other children. But in research study after research study, if you give a kid the same amount of sugar, cake, ice cream, and soda or juice and you put them in a room with a bunch of toys and no other kid for stimulation, they will go to sleep.
0: Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Very fascinating.
1: So sugar is not going to keep you awake. It's going to slow you down. Uh, I kind of equate that to like a big plop. So when we cut down a tree, a really big tree, we don't cut the tree and let it plop, right? We, we cut it little by little by little by little by little. right? That is what healthy food does in your body is it digests piece by piece versus when you're doing something sugary or like a sugar sweetener, it's a plop. Okay. So I'm plopping all of this sugar into one area and I'm asking my body to take care of it. It's like you in overwhelm. Joe is now crying. Jill is upset because we're late and I forget the name of the other guy that I gave, uh, is, is already like, I'm supposed to be there yesterday, you know, or whatever. So all kids are yelling at you, you've got dinner on and something is going to boil over and you want to boil over, right? So that that's what it's like, but to your intestines and your internal clue comes back to you from more tiredness. So drink more or eat more or more bloating. So don't eat or don't drink. And so you're getting very mixed signals Because you never read in the very beginning what you actually needed instead.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Um, There's also the phenomenon in in kind of in overall in the U.S., divorces are flat or kind of declining. But in people 50 and over, they're doubling and tripling. And one of the things that comes from that is the children are all grown. So I don't have that to deal with but I have isolation and loneliness and, um, maybe some poor health just from aging. Any tips for those women?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, so actually, I don't know if you know this, but the surgeon general posted that one of the things that he's trying to work on is the loneliness factor, that the loneliness factor is actually what's causing us to have more illness than anything, you know? Um, I can say this because I know my grandma will probably never listen to a podcast like this, but I truly believe that's what happened to her boyfriend. He was very, very worried during 2020, 2021 and was very isolated and got some very rare, rare form of cancer that killed him within a few months and no sign of it previous. So loneliness is a big thing. So One, I always try to explain that you're never going to get food to replace your loneliness. So if we're going to food, we're going to caffeine, we're going to something like that, it will never provide you with the happiness of having communication with another person. Gotcha. So I encourage that if you need some sort of food to make you better, to make you feel better, you consume that food while you get online and you find yourself in front of, where can I meet other people? And I typically don't encourage you to start with the opposite sex, right? I typically encourage you to start with, or the sex that you just divorced from, right? I encourage you to look for companionship in something that is not going to potentially lead to more so you can just have good relationships right. or with friends that you've had, you know, uh, reconnecting with that. Me right. personally, I think the first thing I would probably do is travel and meet as many new people as I possibly can. But I say that from road to Spain, right? So that's, yeah. that's me personally, but I would probably go down those avenues You know, at those moments when you're experiencing the overwhelm and you want to turn to food, remember, water is number one, number one, okay? And second one is the six, three breathing. And then the third one is, is that if you absolutely are in dire need of whatever that food is that gives you more of a satisfaction and the dopamine hit, great. But then once you're at that level of, like, I feel good from the dopamine hit, I encourage you to take that good energy and place it into moving you forward to get out of the loneliness. Because if not, you'll perpetuate the cycle. And eventually, no matter what tips anybody gives you, you're never going to move from it because it's so solidified. I am lonely, and this is the dopamine hit that I get from whatever it is.
0: So um, if... Sugar and other things aren't good for energy. What foods are good for energy?
1: So that is really dependent upon each person. And you internally know. Do you ever look at a food that somebody's made for you and you're like, I don't want to eat that, but I don't want to be rude. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, whether it's because you don't like the food or because your body isn't a complete no from food, is a food you should not consume. Okay. Okay. So this comes in all shapes and sizes. You know, your grandma that's trying to, or even your mom that's trying to give you the cookie that you always loved. And you're like, I just don't want the cookie. So I encourage at those moments that if you can, ask for it to go and then get rid of it. Okay. Give it to, you know, somebody oh, that you feel. Idea. Yeah. That's always been one of mine. You know, I really don't want this right now, but I do understand that you want to give it to me. So if we could, can I take it to go? And if I know I'm not going to eat it, I don't typically trash it. You know, in the States, I was able to find homeless people all the play, all around to hand it to. Here, not so much. I really, I was actually talking about somebody the other day. I was like, I don't think I've seen one homeless person since I moved to Spain. Um, so I know it's absolutely crazy and I don't know if it's my area or what, but, um, anyways, I digress. So that's number one. The the way to really know what you should eat is to open up your refrigerator and ask yourself, what do I want to eat? And just kind of go through and kind of listen in your brain to what do I want to eat? You'll know. You'll be like, oh, okay. I don't know why I'm being called to eat, you know, strawberries and, peanut butter right now, but that's what I feel like. So I eat a strawberry, I have a little bit of peanut butter. And you'll you'll start to feel a lot different as you listen internally, not up here, internally. That's why you have to slow down. You get your six three breathing, you take a deep breath, and you go through and you really kind of ask yourself what I want to eat. There's a difference in what do I want to eat and what do I want to eat.
0: Almost every divorce professional that I know talks about the need for self-care of anyone going through the process, but particularly women. I noticed that you talk a lot about energy work. How can energy work help?
1: Oh gosh, I don't even know how it it wouldn't help. Uh, Best ways to explain from my perspective, there were days in my life that I felt completely consumed by anxiety but I didn't exactly know I was in anxiety. I just was on edge. And that would go from day to day to day until something would click and I'd be like, how was I in such a bad mood? I always called it a bad mood, okay? It was never me really understanding I was in anxiety, I was in worry, I was in fear, I was in overwhelm, I was in multitasking. I never actually was in a moment. I was in the moment thinking about the next moment or a moment before. I was never present in the moment. I never really spent time with my food. Food was a means to an end. Uh, now it's like I don't I don't know if you can hear the birds because I've got this in this. I hear birds more often than I hear other things. I know how to slow down. I know how to be present. I know how to stay in the moment instead of in the worry or the doubt or the fear. I, my whole life is completely different. In terms of the overwhelm for every, you know, uh, divorced woman out there who probably had small kids, they can recollect a day where things just weren't going right and you lost it as a mom. And yesterday, I mean, I had a good kick of where I should have lost it that I was just like, "Mm, it's going to be okay. So I looked at my crying kid who just hurt herself and my son who promised me there was no poop in his diaper, but there was. And I said, I'm going to be here for you. But if mommy doesn't flip the corn on the grill, the corn is going to be burnt. Okay, go flip it. So I went and I flipped it and I came back. It's literally five feet. Like I'm talking five feet. I came back. I'm hugging one. Well, I'm getting one ready to get the diaper change, And I was completely present, not hysterical, not screaming, not, not, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this all? I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. And you know where you get into that. And then it's like, okay, but once I'm done with this, you guys are just going to have to sit here and be quiet so I can go get everything done. Right. But instead in your world, it might be in your own brain that all of that is occurring and so that is really where energy work comes into play. It is, I kind of joke that it is in a movie where you're standing there in complete peace, but everything else is kind of blurred around you running at a fast pace. And you are standing there like, I don't accept that. It's, it's a peaceful right. thing where everything gets accomplished. I got everything accomplished. I had to be on a call in 45 minutes from the moment this happened. I got him changed. I got her happy. We were not in any pain. Everybody's dinner was there. I sat there present with them at dinner for 15 to 20 minutes. I got dinner cleaned up. I got the grill put back together, and I got on my call, which is pretty amazing. Man,
0: I'm exhausted. Thank you. Right?
1: There you go. Again, like I said, I can totally relate to a woman who is, like, going through this because I'm, I'm alone a lot more than... I am with somebody yeah. uh, because of his job right now, which is totally okay. I accept that. But that is where this really came into play because I understand the overwhelm. I call it the rushing woman where as you're doing the one thing, you're already focused on the next, that this thing didn't even get done right. And at the end of the day, you feel so under accomplished and awful about everything you did, even though everything might be perfect, it's not perfect in your mind anymore because you never gave the attention to what was needed at hand.
0: One of the things that happens in divorce, particularly when the process starts is you're confronted with all these legal terms. You're confronted with paperwork. You're confronted with your emotions going nuts. You're confronted with um, getting everything done in life. So it's, Yes, there may be women that have kids that deal with this, but there can be women without kids that are going through it just from the divorce process. Mm-hmm. Um, will this work for them? Oh yeah, 100%. This is
1: any overwhelm of any type. You can be the CEO of a company or you can be, you know, a C-suite exec with just a laundry list of things to do. And yeah. I mean, it really is, you know, okay. you, it, while everybody else, even like military people would completely benefit from this, right? So anybody in this situation where you feel like the to-do list is longer than, you know, six days long, I guarantee right. you that you will come to a place of being able to just be instead of rush.
0: Leslie, this has been so absolutely fascinating. Um, how can our listeners find you to learn more?
1: Yeah, of course. Great question. So my name, Leslie Erbis, is pretty much on every platform, but the two that I do the most right now would either be LinkedIn or my YouTube channel. So you can just put in Leslie Erbis okay. on YouTube or LinkedIn, uh, as well as my website, com, to, to reach out, to connect with me, to get to know me a little bit more and and get a good feel. I basically do a live video every day on my YouTube channel. So that is my passion and goal is to really get people. Thank you. I really want, I really want people to see that. And I feel one of the ways to represent that is to show them in my own life, how I'm able to do that because they're seeing me on a day-to-day basis, not in the overwhelm when this is day 10 of being alone with two children. And let me tell you, as we sit here that, uh, uh, the, I've hired three babysitters who promised me they're going to come five days a week. And every time about 40 minutes before they're supposed to come, they cancel. So I understand <laughs> you, especially because they may be sitting there in the lawyer's office waiting. And it's like, he'll be here in 10 minutes. And then it's 20 and 40 right. and 50. And you're like, I already don't have time for this. And so then your overwhelm goes up and then you walk in the room. And like you said, they use seven terms and you're like, was that English? I don't I don't know what you said. Yeah. Right? Like I get it. I fully get you and I understand that and that's when the moment of like oh, okay, I've got this is really good. So that's why I have been doing those things. So.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Leslie, thank you so much for being my guest today. It was it was very informative and so pleasurable.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Well, all of Leslie's information will be available in the show notes along with mine. You can find them at HerEmpoweredDivorce.com on the podcast page or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for being with Leslie and myself on this episode of Her Empowered Divorce. I believe that moving from pain and shame is one of the greatest things you can do for yourself and a divorce coach can help. Join me for the next episode where I'll be diving deeper into what other professionals can do to help you with your journey. Remember, you can find more podcast episodes and information on my website. Thank you for being with us and take care. You for listening to the Her Empowered Divorce podcast. Remember, divorce doesn't have to be a death sentence. With the right support and guidance, you can move through the process with knowledge, skills, and confidence. And it can also be a time of growth and empowerment. A divorce and empowerment coach is an invaluable member of your divorce team. I help you understand and navigate the process Come to terms with your emotions, avoid costly mistakes, find your true voice, and create an empowered life post-divorce. If you're interested in learning more, schedule a free consultation at herempowereddivorce.com and be sure to check out my other episodes of Her Empowered Divorce podcast and resources on my website or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. This will help me reach out to more women in the same space so you are not so alone. I appreciate your support. Until next time, take care and stay empowered.